Uh, yeah, so if you are joining us for the first time, my name is Babalo Tekiso, and I have the awesome privilege of leading this community of FJ. You who are joining us for the first time are finding us in a series titled The Highway. And in the past two weeks, we've spoken about building the strong foundations and putting words of scripture into practice. We've also looked at how to take rest while traveling on this highway. I want to encourage you, if you haven't watched this previous um, two parts that I'm talking about, why don't you take time to go listen to them, watch them or listen to them on our podcast, and it will encourage you, I promise. But today, we're looking at ways that can help us get back onto the highway after we've taken wrong offerings. After we've taken wrong offerings. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but if you're a driver in Joburg or anywhere in the world, there should be some time in your driving experience where you have taken a wrong offering, where you have taken a road that you are not meant to take. And it works out different for di uh, different people. Some get back onto the highway quick and some it takes forever to get themselves back onto the highway. After finishing my photography um, schooling, I started doing what we call fixing. And when you fix, basically, you get a team of um, people who need you to arrange appointments for them, who need you to arrange interviews for them, who need you to book accommodation for them. So many of these people are international people. So when they come to South Africa, you would have had prepared almost like the entire itinerary of what they need to be doing when they're in South Africa. And they need you to also either drive them or organize a driver for them. So obviously when you drive them with your own car, you get to make extra buck. So I had a group of BBC journalists and a videographers and it was a big team that was coming to South Africa. And I happened to be a fixer for them. So one day, when we had finalized all our travels and everything, it was time for them, for them to land in South Africa. And I was nervous and I remember being at the airport waiting for them with a placard with their names and they arrived and gave us a, we gave them a warm welcome and everything was going well until we got to the parking lot. Because when we got to the parking lot, I don't know if you've experienced the parking lot at the airport. It's a mess. It's a beast. It's a nightmare. And unfortunately on that day, I never prepared myself well. I didn't know the parking lot very well. So when we were looking for my car, we couldn't find it. We could not find the space where we had parked. And these are foreigners. They don't know anything. And I started frantically looking for the car. Believe it or not, an hour later, we were still looking and searching for this car in the parking lot. And eventually, we found the car. Now you can imagine how frustrated these people are. This is their first experience with me. This is their first impression of me outside of the conversations that we've had online. And then, we packed everything in cars and now it was time for us to rush to our first appointment at 7.02. The team had their first appointment on the day when they arrived. And now you can imagine, I'm, I'm panicking, I'm sweating, I'm worried, I'm, I'm just 
filled up with mixed emotions. Now, for those who, again, have an experience with Jobek, with Johannesburg Airport, Uartambo, um, you know how tricky the roads are there, especially when you leave. So as I was driving out of the parking lot, there were three signs, Boxback, Johannesburg, Pretoria. But all of these roads go into the same lane and then they split. And you guessed it right. What did Babalo do? Babalo took the Boxback route. And we found ourselves in Boxback. I took a wrong off-ramp. And because I know that I've already messed up, instead of telling the team that I'm lost, because they don't know the area, I try to navigate myself back onto the right highway without telling them that I'm lost. But in my attempt and effort to get back onto the right highway, I got deeper and deeper and deeper into a mess. I got even more lost in that process. And at some point they picked up that I was lost and hell broke loose. Unfortunately, we had to cancel the appointment at 7.02 because by the time I got back onto the highway, we were already late. You can imagine the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment that I felt. But we need to ask a question. Why did I get lost? How did I get lost? Number one, I failed to put work in. I was meant to do prior um, arrangements. I was meant to familiarize myself with the airport parking. I was meant to familiarize myself with the roads. I was meant to have a GPS. And all of these things I didn't have and I didn't plan. So it was on my part that actually I found myself in this situation. I knew that I didn't know the airport very well and I didn't do my due diligence. But also, here is a big thing. When I was getting lost again after taking the wrong offering, I refused to be honest. I refused to repent. Instead, I tried to get myself out of this thing by myself and I got even more lost. And even in that period, I was getting myself into more of a mess. Have you ever experienced that situation before? Where you've taken a wrong offering, where you've done something wrong, and instead of coming clean, you try to get yourself out. But when you do that, you don't realize that you're actually digging an even deeper hole for yourself. So I got lost because I failed to do the groundwork. I failed to put in the work. But most importantly, when I realized I was wrong, I failed to be honest, to ask for help and to repent. Instead, I stayed with my guilt, with my shame, with my embarrassment, which made me feel bad. And in today's scripture reading that we're going to read from First uh, uh, John chapter 1, verse 8 to 9, it says, If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves. And not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, hey, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And not just to forgive our sins, but to cleanse us from all our wickedness. 
Father, this is your word. Mudimona le matla, mudimona le mosara, ukupa, kena le gona tulung ena kajeku. Be with us today. Oh Lord, work with us today. Our hands are open, our hearts are open, our eyes are open, our heads are open. Do your work in our hearts as we listen to your word. Kalibi tola cheso. Amen and amen. Hey, so last week Sunday, I went to play golf with Dale. And while we were playing, we started chatting about many things. But in those many things that we were talking about, Dale mentioned something that I found very interesting about his life and about times in his life when he's found himself taking wrong offerings. And how he's navigated his way around getting himself back onto the highway. And I've asked Dale to actually repeat those words to you because I thought they were encouraging when I was listening to him. I loved the honesty, I loved the openness in which Dale was sharing these with me. So here is Dale through a video telling us about his struggles and his wins and some of his realizations on his process of trying to get himself back onto the highway. So Dale, tell us your story, my brother. Hi, Follow Jesus family. I was chatting to Pubs the other day and he just asked me to share this with you. So um, yeah, I thought I'd share just briefly um, something that I've experienced recently, which, which has been quite interesting and, and eye-opening for me. Um, on the 25th of February this year, Doreen, Doreen and I will be celebrating our 25th reborn birthday. So um, on the 25th of February, 25 years ago, we got saved um, together, in fact, in the same service, which was incredible. And as, you, as, as many of you will know, in that initial salvation experience, you know, God's grace just comes rushing in um, as it did in, in our lives at that time. And for me, especially like many of the things that I've been struggling with, um, you know, um, many of the sins that had been like had a foothold in my life, you know, like God dealt with almost instantaneously, you know, um, and, and certain behaviors and things that I was doing were, were just removed from my life and the desire for those things were, was removed from my life, which was incredible. Um, you know, as then I continue, as, as I continued my, my, my walk with the Lord, you know, we often think that God has dealt with something and we, we don't kind of focus on, on what the underlying issues behind those things were. And I fell into sin again, um, and, and, and committed what many Christians would consider like, you know, you know, terrible, you know, sins. And I myself felt exactly the same way. And even, you know, I, I repented and I went back to the Lord and, um, but, but then a subtle shift happened, you know, Jesus was, was at the center on the throne of my life up to that point. And, and then after that, that fall, um, I, I kind of, I, I felt as if I had to do something now to, to earn my way back into God's grace and into his favor. Um, and so the focus kind of changed from from Jesus leading and 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 him directing and and um, and empowering me through the Holy Spirit to be you know who he created me to be instead what happened was that I ended up on the on the throne of my own life um, 
but you know not because of any conscious decision but because i i was trying to earn my salvation and to try and earn god's favor once again um or to try and get back into his good books um and and like really commit to to do better and to be better and 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 strive and to 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 do all the things i needed to do you know like do all the right actions in order to to get back to that place that i that i once was and very subtly what happened was that that jesus that i'd removed jesus off the throne of my life and i'd set myself um my own desires my own um my, my sin even you know up on a pedestal in the center of my life um as i tried then to to work my way back into god's grace um and this is something that 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 god has revealed to me just just recently you know um that that in fact you know um Baal has set himself up on on the throne and is trying to work out his own salvation um you know through his own strength and his own power um and and really it's a dangerous place to be so in this time of 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 fasting um something that i'm going to be really committed to to focusing on is ensuring that 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 Jesus is back in his rightful place um on the throne of my life and um and that through my submission to him um you know he will he will bring out in me um the best of of everything that he has created me to be amen thank you dale for your courage to open up I know it is not easy to just open up in a public platform to talk about your faults, especially when you are talking to people who've known you for such a long time. Maybe some of them have a certain per perception about you, and when you open up and tell them about your weaknesses, you might not know how they'll react. But this is how the process of healing, this is how a process of being corrected starts. Like the word we've just read, if we confess... If we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just. If we talk to each other, if we tell each other our struggles, he's faithful and just to forgive us and lead us back onto the right path. So I don't know about you, when you were listening to Dale's story, did you identify with him in any way? When you listened to Dale's story, did you remember your own times and days when you've taken a wrong offering that kept derailing you instead of bringing you back onto the highway when you were listening to dale's story did you um were you reminded of anyone that you know who's taken a wrong offering that maybe god has put in your heart to help them back onto the highway of truth highway of love and grace this is very important because through other people's stories, God can reveal some stuff in us and help to work some stuff with others through us. So, Dale, I would like to encourage you and thank you for your courage to open up, but also to, to encourage you and thank you for being on a journey, for being on a bold journey where your heart is open where your heart is repentant and where you are intentionally and truthfully walking with God and walking with others in your community. But let me shift gears a little bit here and talk about some of the off-ramps that we've taken 
us as the big C church, us as the church around the world, the big C church around the world has taken its own many wrong offerings. I mean, Jen, yes, last week spoke about it very well when she touched on the issues in America. But even here in our own country, even in our own church here at following Jesus, there might be some offerings that you've taken that, is, that are not about God's kingdom. If we look at what church is about today, we need to ask ourselves tough questions. We need to ask ourselves in what ways have we stopped being about his kingdom, but about building our own kingdoms here on earth? As churches, in what ways have we built our own religious traditions that, have, that we've put in place that are preventing others to explore this journey of being Christ followers with us? We need to ask ourselves tough questions. We need to ask ourselves these questions as the big C church, not just following Jesus, the big C church. Because when you look around the world, there are many things that you've seen. You've seen how churches, instead of being a place of healing, they've been a place of pain. Instead of being the place where love overflows, they've been a place where hatred is being inflicted. Instead of being a place where unity is the theme of the place, no, we've been the place where division has been the order of the day. In what ways have we stopped about being his kingdom? What off-rams have we taken as churches that we've stopped about being his, about his kingdom? That we've built our own thrones and we've built our own earthly kingdoms? Like Dale said, in what ways has it become about ourselves and it has stopped being about Jesus and his father's kingdom? And maybe if I have to go directly to us as a community, we can ask ourselves as a community, in what ways have we taken wrong off rams as a community of following Jesus? In what ways have we taken wrong off rams where we realize that we are no longer walking on that highway? We are no longer driving on that highway. We are no longer aligned to God's ways, but we are now taking a wrong off ramp into our own ways as a community of following Jesus. What are some of the tough questions we need to ask ourselves? What are some of the ways in which God is inviting us back to himself? Because you see, the Bible tells us that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then just maybe I will hear from heaven their cries, their repentance, their surrender, and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that you serve. Do you know, during all this time when I was getting lost, with the BBC team, all I needed, all I needed was to humble myself before they arrived, to not think I know too much and to just get a GPS that was going to guide me through and navigate me through all the highways that I had to take 
so that we could reach our destination on time, so that we could reach our destination peacefully, so that we could reach our destination without a hassle. All I needed was a GPS. And similarly to us, who've taken wrong offerings in our journey with God, all we need is to get to God to be our GPS. All we need is to know that God is available to be our GPS and He's available to walk with us. He's he's available to be there to guide us. But you know, with the GPS, the GPS will never direct you anywhere if you don't punch in the destination where you want to go. And the same is with God. He waits for us to come in and punch in our faults, to tell him where we want to go, to tell him that, Lord, we are lost now. Can you take us back onto this highway? Because when we do that, guess what God says? Guess what the GPS says when you've taken a wrong off-ramp and you want it to direct you back onto the highway? I don't know if a GPS where when you are lost, it says to you, come on, Babalo, you've been lost so many times. I'm trying to get you back onto the highway. What's wrong with you? Are you stupid or what? Are you a dunderhead or what? No, I've never heard of a GPS like that. Instead, all the GPSs I know, when you've put a destination onto it and you take a wrong offering, the GPS will automatically start saying to you, recalculating, recalculating. At the roundabout, take your second exit to the right and then take left and keep onto the road until you get to your next destination. The GPS always recalculates the route for us. But we need to punch in the destination that we want to go. And God can be our GPS. God, like the GPS, will never turn you away. He says in his word, if we claim we've never sinned, we are lying to ourselves. But if we confess and repent, hey, I'm true and I'm just to forgive you. Hey, when you come to me and say, I'm lost, I'm going to recalculate and I'm going to say to you, let me navigate with you back onto the highway. God is willing to listen to us, but we need to go to him and tell him that we are lost. Jesus is always ready to offer his never ending grace because his mercies are new every day. If we repent and confess to him, he says, hey, as far as the east is from the west, so is your sin going to be to me. I shall remember it no more. So here is my question to you. In the many of realms of life that you've taken, have you tried to navigate the way out by yourself? Or have you reached out to the GPS that is always reliable, that his name is God, who's always ready to hold your hand and navigate you back onto the highway? You know, when we read the Bible, we see many people who've taken wrong offerings in their journey with God. In the book of Genesis, we see Adam and Eve in chapter 3, 
who took a serious off-ramp by eating the fruit that God said they must not eat in the garden. That was a serious off-ramp because by eating the fruit, they messed up the design that God had made to be perfect, that we were supposed to be um, 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 heirs of. We were supposed to inherit the perfect creation that God had created. But through the fall of Adam and Eve, all of us have sinned in the eyes of God. All of us have fallen short in the eyes of God. Adam and Eve took a wrong offering. But even with Adam and Eve, when God came and walked through the garden and started calling them when they were hiding, guess what God did when they came out and said we started being aware that we were naked? Go read in chapter 3. It says God took the leaves, God took the skins of animals and he clothed them. This is the kind of God we serve. The kind of God when, when we take wrong offerings, when we come out of our hiding, when we come out and stand before him and say we saw that we were naked, we saw that we took wrong offerings, he takes things and covers us and covers our shame and covers us and says, come, let me navigate you back on to the right highway. The truth of the matter is, the more we continue to sin, the more we build up a wall of separation between us and God. But we serve a mighty God. In the book of Jonah, we read the wrong offering that Jonah took when he took a wrong route instead of the route that God said he must take to go and free the children that Jonah thought didn't deserve the grace of God. But we see that even in the belly of the fish, God could still reach Jonah. His grace could still reach Jonah. And even in that mess that Jonah found himself in, God's hand was not too uh, uh, far, was not too short to reach Jonah. And God still reached Jonah in that mess. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, we read about David's massive off-ramp that he took when he lasted over Bathsheba and killed her husband Uriah so that he could sleep with her. But we read also that when God looked at David, he said, this is a man after my own heart. What a merciful God. What a gracious God we serve. What a God we serve who says, hey, if you claim you have no sin, if you claim that you are clean, you are lying to yourself. But if you come like David, if you come like Jonah and say, hey, Lord, we've messed up. If you come and stand before him and say, I realize that I'm naked. He says, my grace is sufficient to reach you and take you from where you are and recalculate the road for you and hold your hand and navigate it with you. When you read the book of Exodus and when you read the story of the community of Israel in how they've taken so many off-rams during their time in the wilderness, how they've messed up so many times and yet even that mess, during the day, the cloud was ahead of them. During the night, the cloud of fire 
went with them. God's presence never left them. In the mess, in the many off-ramps where they've done so many wrong things, God, because He's the same yesterday, He's the same today, and He'll remain the same forever, stays with them. Hey, and lastly, in the Luke, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 54 to 62, we read about the many of rams that Peter took. But in this chapter, we read about the biggest of ram that Peter took when he denied Christ three times. When he denied Christ three times. You know, in all the stories that I've just read for you, you realize and you see that taking wrong off rams is part of our journey with Christ here on earth. But you realize also that being um, um, on this journey with Christ, even though taking off or wrong off rams is part of it, it is how we process our journey when we've taken wrong off rams. It is it is how it is when how we are willing to go back to God and navigate our way back to Him and ask Him to lead us back onto the highway that will determine our next steps with God. When we read the Bible, we see that it's a story about people who keep on taking wrong offerings, but we also read about a God whose love and mercies are so new every day, whose grace is so perfect, whose love is so open and wide for us that we can always access it when we've messed up. We need to always remember, staying in the wrong off-ramp separates us from the presence of God. Staying in the sin that we're committing separates us from the presence of God. But coming back and repenting is the first step that will lead us back into his throne. So as you listen to this preach, as you listen to this message, what invitation are you hearing from God? What invitation are you hearing from God? How would you like to respond to this message? Listening there, are you going to harden your heart or are you going to open your heart and open up to God and say, okay, God, I'm willing for you to be my GPS. I'm willing to recalculate this route. I'm willing for you to hold my hand and take me back onto the highway. Why don't you take some time to be quiet right now and just pray with God. Be in His presence. Why don't you take some private time to be with God? Even after this preach, why don't you just go somewhere where you can be quiet and do business with God and tell Him about everything that's troubling you. Tell Him about the many offerings that you've taken because our God is willing to be our GPS. Our God is willing to recalculate. If you need prayer or you need to talk to anyone, why don't you reach out to someone that you trust and like Dale, just open up about your struggles and start walking a journey that will lead you back to the right highway. Why don't we swallow our pride and open up about our struggles so that we can see the light as we 
climb back onto that highway. And for the rest of us who might not need help right now and who might have the capacity to carry others, how about we reach out to those that we've seen who've taken wrong off ramps and encourage them as they navigate their way back onto the highway. Jesus, thank you for your grace. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercies that are new every day. Lord Jesus, like sheep that wanders, we need you to come find us. We need you to come lead us back onto the right path. Lord, we know that you are willing to leave the 99 like we sang earlier and to come just for us who've messed up. We know that you celebrate when you find that one sheep that was lost. So we ask you, Lord, we want to surrender. We want to stop being arrogant and we want to stop being prideful. We want to look to you. Help us navigate our way back onto the highway. Hold our hand and walk with us. We surrender to you. Lord, we surrender to you as individuals who've taken wrong offerings. Lord, we surrender to you as churches who've stopped being about your kingdom. We want to be about your business. We want to be about your kingdom. We want to be about you, Lord. We don't want to be about ourselves. Hold our hand. Guide us back onto the right path. Lord, we humble ourselves before your throne of grace. We humble ourselves before your throne of grace. You walk with us, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let it be so, let it be so. Hey church, we hope this service has been helpful to you. We hope that you'll do business with God as you navigate your way in onto this highway. We hope you'll take rest as you drive on this highway. We hope that you'll check your foundations as you walk on this highway. Next week, we'll be doing our last part of this four-part series. And we'll be looking at other um, parts of this series when we'll be um, um, talking about this series. So until we see you again next week, please keep safe. Please stay safe and stay well. Shop, shop, show, show. Much love. Amen.